having agreed to Lord Dacus's request to enter the university to find his niece, the party would use this guise to locate their own goals. Weapons enough to defeat the last of the Aspects. Having entered the Arcanum and greeted by one Master Rapal, they are then taken through the halls and courtyards and dormitories that make up this wonderful institute of magical learning. As they're going down one such hall, past one such courtyard, Master Rapal stops, turns, and remarks to the group, Now this here is a special place indeed. You see, back in the day when I was first a student here, some decades ago, we would have a certain sport at night. The masters would call it uh, dueling, and it was very forbidden. Nowadays, these things are school-sanctioned and very regulated. And so I assure you, Mr. Mekis, that your son will be looked after here with the utmost respect and security. Off to the side, Bartholomew, who is currently walking next to Rolandir, just says, And that sounds like the usual thing for these days. Ugh, the bureaucracy is what is destroying this beautiful city of Mainstay, regulating duels and college. Uh, uncle, I think that's enough. Uh, please continue, master. A man has to speak his mind. And please, you're welcome to speak as long as you wish and want. No, he is not. (laughs) Excellent. Well, now that you bring that up. (laughs) Well, Bartholomew may continue speaking, and he hears himself and everything, but his voice kind of just grows quieter and quieter and more and more muffled until it sounds like he's distant and underwater. And Master Apal just looks at everyone and winks. <laughs> okay, so Bartholomew's going to keep speaking, but he's also going to keep up his like physical gestures and interactions as he's already clueless when people aren't really paying attention to him anyways. So like occasionally he'll slap Rolandir on the back <laughs> or he'll laugh to himself and kind of wipe away a tear. And he's just going off on it. And even though like he's having the world's best conversation with himself. And Bartholomew can also not hear Master Rapal as he then turns and beckons the group after him and continues speaking. It says these here on the side are the general dormitories for the first years. When your Ciro will enter the university, he will attend many classes. He will learn many wondrous things concerning what some may call magic, but we here at the university call intent. He will specialize eventually in one of five colleges. I am the master of the College of Incantation and Recantation, the purest form of intent that a human can master. Could you give us a demonstration? Have I not? I mean, that's wonderful and all, but if it is the purest form of intent, uh, I don't know, perhaps something to help the layman understand a little better. Now, you see, I would not want to frighten the layman. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Please do not interrupt his presentation anymore. I am interested in what he has to say. <laughs> Milan mentioned to me that you were interested in seeing, or at least exploring, something according to the College of Artificery or Humans. Is that correct, Ciro? Yes, a Bible pop-up here was the one who was inquiring about that. Oh, is that so? I was merely trying to ascertain if my son would be well looked after and if there would be ample room for him to grow. I assure you once more that your son will be cared for. The security here at the Arcanum is better than any place in the world, and you are safer here than in the King's Court itself. Well, while we're on the subject, I mean, you might as well show us a little bit about, uh, or answer his inquiry from before. 
if you so desire. Yes, I'll be wonderful. Thank you. Then come. The college is just back the way we came, and I will let your uncle ramble for the time being. And Bartholomew kind of fades back up, and Master Paul takes you down a, a separate corridor across a little bridge past classrooms where you see many students reading, studying, writing, and then other classrooms where you see them manipulating things. Small objects floating in the air, flowers blooming or wilting, and other small tricks of conjuring. Nothing, nothing major. And he leads you to the College of Artificery and the Imbuement Wing. It's here that he stops again and turns and he says, It is here that you will find one of the most expensive armories of magical weapons and items in the world. Underneath, here, and leading into the archives of the College of Inscription, there are many artifacts and items that some would consider not for their consideration. Why don't we put it that way? For university eyes only. And so your young Ciro here will be granted the privilege of seeing those things, maybe? If he so desires, and the time is right, and his abilities prove himself worthy of doing so. Until that time, if you wish, I can show you one of the armories or uh, some other small things that may interest you in the library. It is quite all right. I suppose that your more potent items would then be kept very secure to prevent any troublemakers from gaining unwarranted access. And as he says troublemakers, he looks straight at Mick to really sell it. (laughs) Ah, yes, I think I catch your angles. Believe me, a first year would have the utmost difficulty being able to acquire such a weapon. And I assure you, no matter what you may have heard about the university in the previous few weeks or months, Perhaps you have heard news of an incident of sorts. That was an internal affair, and it was dealt with. Nothing was taken or is missing. And we can assure you of that to all ends. And if nothing was taken or missing, I also assume with that that no students were hurt. Of course not. Good, good. Then Rolandier gives Mick a solid pat on the back. That is, in all honesty, the end of my orientation here. I think, Ciro, it would be best if you got settled... I see you do not have any belongings with you, uh, bags or luggage or such, but if you need to go and fetch these things, I'm sure the magisters can arrange for them to be brought here. There is some paperwork and such that your family members here can finalize, and you can acquaint yourself with a few of the other students while we conclude that business. I have a question if I might ask. Yes, uh, and I'm sorry, I did not catch your name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's another Cyril Jr. <laughs> I was about to. That one coming. <laughs> we didn't think the first one was going to live past two. <laughs> this one is Piero. Cicero Meckes. It's, uh, it's Matt. Matt Meckes. Very well. Is intent here practiced all the time? Is there always something going like what you did to our dear uncle here? Oh, yes, in different forms. You see, there are five colleges of magic. And instruction here is in the university. There is taumaturgy, or elementalism as it's sometimes called. That is the simple manipulation of things as they are. There is imbuement or artificery, and that is, quite simply, the imbuement of an item or object that is non-magical, with properties that would be extraordinary to the layman. Scrying is another college here, and that concerns foresight. 
and a look into how things may be concerning a tent. Inscription is the record keeping and the learning of a runic alphabet that we teach here. And then as I mentioned, my own college is incantation, the most pure and noble form of usage of intent. You're sort of saturated in it then? Why yes, for not every human can use intent. Why you, my dear boy, Matt, I pity you. For you cannot go and walk around and see things as Ciro will. You cannot change the world as you see fit, by the mere want of your mind, by the desires of your heart, as your brother will someday learn to do, and fall into the great service of our dear church. Excuse me, Master, pointing back the direction they came from in the College of Imbuement and Artificery, did we happen to pass a um, <clears throat> some facilities back there? I, I simply must now. You speak of a lavatory? I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> well, the university has only the most state-of-the-art facilities. <laughs> I assure you. Only bidets for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if you just go back one hallway to the east and then take your first left, you should be able to find something with the correct label that you're looking for. Excellent. Thank you. And Rolander's going to head on back, and he will follow directions as far as he's convinced that this master can see him following them. And once he cannot see him, he's going to start heading back to the College of Artificery and Imbuement. Okay. Master Apollo, to the rest of you, kind of just claps his hands and says, My good boy here will provide you with this paperwork. I will be in my office. I have some things to attend to. But he can bring me the slate and your papers once they are signed and dealt with. You will find there is some lengthy uh, provisions for you to go over, as this is a delicate process of handing off your son for the university. If you want to take some time, I will leave you alone after that fact. But then, uh, why don't we say a one hour's time? I will instruct some magisters to come here and escort you off the premises. Is that acceptable, Mr. Mekas? Very well. We shall have the paperwork filled out and say our final goodbyes. Very well. If we may have some time to ourselves. Of course, this courtyard is yours for the using. Ciro, it was a pleasure to meet you. And I look forward to seeing you on classes and such, and many promising years to come. Absolutely. Thank you, Master Rapal, for your generosity. I bid you all goodbye. Uh, Bartholomew, upon him leaving, looks at everyone and says... Now, that might be the most useless orientation I have ever attended. He said one thing about duels and then didn't speak another word until we got to this courtyard. <laughs> what was the point of that? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, Rolandir. I'm surprised you managed to keep a straight face. Rolandir's not there. Rolandir's not there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he turns to talk to him and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Elbowing the air next to him, he says, I'm going to tell you the truth, Rolandier. I'm surprised you managed to keep a straight face before looking, seeing that Rolandier is not there. Guy's kind of shrugging and going with it. We've been handed the paperwork and like the squire or whoever it was. that Yeah, the little the servant boy. He's still there. He's like, he's like nine years old. No, he's just standing there picking his nose. Excuse me. I actually forgot to ask Master Rapal this, but do you have a map or something to the effect of that, of the university? I think I could fetch one for a cut. <laughs> <laughs> Mick goes, I'm sorry, come again? I think I could fetch one for a cut. Oh, 
I got it. And Mick winks at the boy. So Mick essentially kind of snaps his fingers and motions like, uh, come over here. Somebody give this kid what he's asking for. Brynir will just give the kid a cut. Thank you kindly. I'll return. And he scampers off like the little rat he is. <laughs> Good. Uh, does anyone have any ideas of how to get uh, the family, quote unquote, out of this area? Well, uh, I can go to Invisible, and uh, I could teach one of you all to climb up on a wall if you're interested. Well, I feel like the problem with that party is that they expect the same number of people that came in to leave, minus Mick, of course. Exactly. You know what it sounds like to me? Is that we need to do this within the hour. Or we use intent to get back in. I could teleport us here. That's not a bad idea. I mean, how, how risky would teleportation be? It is an option. I myself would like to stay, disguise myself as one of the students. But if we can teleport in and out of the university freely, then Val, you and whoever wishes to accompany you, may go and take care of whatever it is you must do for Yakuda. In the meantime, the rest of us can search for ways to enter into this vault of artificery and imbuement. And just as you said, a vault of artificery. I would do that with caution, Val, for the reason that this university seems to be a fortress. I could imagine that there are ways that they keep unwanted visitors out, including through intent usage. That's a good point. Additionally, it occurred to me it would be much easier to get out of the university than to get back in. To teleport out would require the use of intent, which would be masked by that of the university. But to teleport back in would send up a spotlight. So whatever we do, we must do it while we are here. And if we want to exit the university and then re-enter, we must find a way to do so without magical means. Unfortunately, my task for Yakuta is sort of uh, connected now to finding this niece, so I'm quite inclined to stay myself disguised as a student. I think it would benefit us all to do so. I'm wondering if there's some sort of way I could craft an illusion to leave with everyone. I don't know. Are they really going to check and make sure we left? I feel like maybe we could just drop off the paperwork and see ourselves out, or in this case, in a different way. I mean, Rolandir went to the bathroom and no one seemed to stop him. I am afraid I do not understand the necessity of any of this. Why do we not simply disguise ourselves as people other than who we are currently pretending to be? If we are all students, who cares if this false persona is now missing? They will be looking for the Mecca's family, of which none of us will be present. We will simply be students faces in the crowd. I say we change our appearance through magical means and be on our way. Would the disappearance of these people not then raise a cause for alarm among the students and faculty and magisters here? Perhaps. But again, they will not be looking for students. They would be looking for a family of people who they assume cannot use intent. I believe if we keep up the Mekis family, the idea that they merely left their son here. No one will be concerned if no one saw them left. The assumption will be that they left because the son is still here. So I say we turn in the paperwork, change what we look like, and send Mickey in with it, and we should be fine. 
If it will put your minds at ease, perhaps we can craft an illusion of the Mechas family leaving the university. But I do not think it wise that any of us leave in actuality. No, I don't think any of us should leave in actuality either. I just think it would be wise if the Mechas family could be seen leaving by some means. That would be good. Although I don't know that an illusion will, you know, fool a bunch of magisters who are on high alert. <clears throat> You hear from behind you as Rolandia, returning from his short venture to the loo, joins the rest of you. That is a good plan, all except for the fact that eventually one of those magisters is going to hand whoever looks like me back a sword. And unless these illusions of yours can physically interact with those, or deny it, which would be an odd thing to do, I don't know how that's going to work. I I agree, this is probably our best course of action, but just one small detail. On a second note... I found some very, very interesting-looking rooms, but was denied access to all of them because I wasn't a student. So there's definitely something that we need to get back in that college. I assume that's what you've all been working out. Here is what I say. I say we do not bother with the Mecca's family and head straight for these rooms that Rolandir has found. We have an hour, after all, and the longer we stand here debating this, the more time we lose. I am on the max side. As a side note, the lavatories actually are state-of-the-art, and it would be a fine place to go and have some privacy while we all change forms. Are we casting seeming? I can disguise myself. It would perhaps be best for those of us who cannot, just so that one who has already seen us does not stop and ask questions when we're suddenly wearing students' uniforms. All right. Then uh, take us to the bathroom, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And Rolando leads the way (laughs) to these magnificent facilities. Yeah, you enter a lavatory full of marble and stonework more intricate than anything you witnessed at the Dacus estate. Wow. <laughs> While everybody's getting changed, Brynjir comes upon a realization, and as he's putting on his clothes, he turns to everybody else and says, I do not know if this is going to work for me. And as you see him put on the shirt, it is very small for his size. <laughs> Well, you you won't look much like yourself in a matter of moments. If that's the case, then I don't need this. And then he rips it off. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tearaway. Classic (laughs) Brynir. Leaving that deep V. I'm real nervous. I'm going to cast Seeming. I really hope that includes clothes, or he's just going shirtless. Oh, yes, it does. Mick also maintains Zero's appearance. Okay. Okay, I'm going to turn us into average fellish and Talic teenagers in school uniforms like those that I saw the other students wearing and not necessarily the like old ratty ones that we had. You are successful in this venture. <laughs> Didn't even need the disguises. I will say for the record, I think Val is going to make himself look like a teenage girl, probably a second year, someone who would have entered the college at the same time as Seton. Perfect. Rolandier. Would you be so kind as to show us where these forbidden rooms are? Yes, yes. They're just around the corner, actually, not too far away from here. Then he goes and shows them the first of these chambers to which he was denied access, which looked very interesting. Standing outside is a student holding a book, just kind of leaning against the door frame. And as you, your little group approaches, he looks over you and is like, All right, uh, what's up? What's going on? Who are you all? My name is Cyril. I'm actually new here. I'm just, you know, exploring the university with my newfound friends. 
All right. Um, which one of you's uh, the senior? That'd be me. Interesting you should ask. <laughs> the voice. <laughs> Coming out of a teenager. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, what year are you? Yeah, I'm a senior. You just asked me. <laughs> What's what? your problem? No. What's, what, who is the most senior among you? What, what are you talking? What I, year are you? I just told you I'm your senior. Stop asking me unrelated <laughs> questions. Val is going to put a hand on Barty's shoulder and be like, uh, we cast a hex on him to make him like this. So it's me. I thought you were a girl. I am. <laughs> Same <me>. voice. <laughs> we're all so used to hey. men's voices. <laughs> What's it to ya? Wow. <laughs> We're really getting in there deep, you know, laurels, <laughs> pretending to be a guy, pretending to be pretending a girl. girl. <laughs> you know. Okay. Hey, I got deep voice. You're fine. <laughs> no, we'll we'll start that again. Good point. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'd, we we've hexed him. It's it's me. He kind of reaches out and looks at your your shoulder where you've got a patch on. He's like, second year. <laughs> uh, okay. What in Vale's name do you want then? Hmm. What do you want? Didn't ask you, piss pot. <laughs> this is not what is this your high? <laughs> Brynir will go uh, up to the man, looking rather intimidating. Then realize that he should restrain himself, and he'll back down. I guess uh, just for for my sake, Laurel. What I guess year is everybody? You're a second year. Mick is a first year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if she is our senior, then no one's more than a second year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think they'd all be the same. But I will say that Val, as Brynir sort of like moves forward, can Val shift his illusion just a little bit to be, I don't know what a third year's uniform would look like necessarily, but just make it different. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and he kind of does a double take as he notices like, what? It's it's the same one that he's wearing. Yeah. Okay. That's great. This guy that the, that's stopped you is like, I don't know you. What's what's your name? Huh? Uh, it's Cat. No, not you. Him, the piss pot. <laughs> Matt and Cat. <laughs> oh, I got sorry. nothing, man. You don't have any seniority over me. My name is Varys. Now, what do you want? Look, I'm just doing my freaking job, all right? I'm told to guard this door. What do you want? You're the ones that came here. Freaking first years. Why don't you let us in? For what? What do you want? There's nothing in here for you. What business is it of yours what I want? Okay, what? So you're 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 showing this 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 little newbie around for what? Like what is? It? Hey, yeah, you you. He's pointing at Ciro or Mick. <laughs> <laughs> what are you you want orientation or something? Hmm. Um, I prefer the orientation that my friends are gonna give me. But if you have something delightful to add, that would be quite lovely. God. All right. Fine. Uh, yeah, I guess you can look inside. Whatever. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, you're a peach. And he's just like grumbling with a set of keys as he opens the door. He's like, the people they let in here nowadays. And then he opens the door and uh, takes a step inside. Rylander makes a pointed effort to flip him off behind his back with his now illusory right hand that he has. (laughs) (laughs) What freedom. Now, as this boy steps inside the room, he mutters something under his breath and you see him kind of give a little shiver. And then he waves his hand and he says... Light and a series of lanterns around the edge of this room light up, and you see that there—it's—it's kind of like a workshop almost. Not so much a smithy, 
There's definitely not a bellows or anything, but there seem to be metalworking tools, tongs, some sort of a kiln in the far back corner, and a lot of workbenches with different items scattered about. Mick is going to chat up this guy and direct his attention away from around the room, and he's going to go, Now, you seem like you know your place around here, huh? So what year are you in school? With uh, with the intent to distract him, I'm going to make this uh, conversation include a performance check. Oh, you betcha. Oh, gosh. 14. 14 is enough to carry on uh, in a meaningless conversation with this third year and distract him amply for your group members to have a couple minutes at most to roam around the room undisturbed. So they'll have to use this time wisely. Val would like to cast Detect Magic, but then also take an investigative look around. He has a pretty high passive investigation, but I will also roll if you'd like. This is active, so I'd like you to roll. You got it. But what are you looking for specifically? Is this just a singular room that we're in? Yes, there are some closets and such, but it's completely enclosed. Okay, investigation Val would be looking for literally anything that would suggest that there was like a trap door or another exit or somewhere to go down or further or deeper into somewhere. <laughs> I used my inspiration to re-roll the five that I rolled and I rolled a six. So that's a 16. With that, you don't find anything of that sort. Mostly what you locate are metal scraps of you know, assorted brass and bronze and iron tidbits different molds for implements and amulets, but nothing of a weapon variety and nothing of a trap door variety. This room seems to be all there is as you're looking around. And with your detect magic, that basically encompasses the entire room. There are little bits and pieces of magical presence emanating from some materials and different drawers and such, but nothing that would be serviceable as a uh, magical weapon. Okay. During this short time of distraction, Rolander is going to be looking around for anything to give him any inkling of an idea of maybe weapons or items that this room has been used to create, or if there's any sort of literature that maybe indicates what else there could be within these vaults. All right. Roll for investigation. That is a 21. You do find uh, different clues and documents and work orders and such that would direct you to other rooms or give you a better idea of which rooms to search where these implements or weapons would actually be constructed. Here seems to be a more kind of preliminary phase type of workshop or things for small uh, projects. Cool. Are Val's and Melandir's investigations communicated with the group? I think in as much as like Val would kind of glance around and then indicate that he didn't find anything. Okay. And you see Rolandier kind of sneakily pulling some loose strands of paper and tidbits and tucking them into one of his satchels. Bartholomew has no idea how to recognize the magical intent that uh, flows in these objects. So upon seeing Val take a look around and not decide anything is really worth his time, Bartholomew basically just gestures, you know, thumb towards the door are we leaving and it's at this point that the conversation has gone stale with this third year boy and he's like okay yeah i think you've had your fill you haven't even looked around you freaking bugging me are you kidding get out of here all of you all of you get out of my head for this get out <laughs> well that was a very 
Interesting conversation. Thank you so much for your help. Mick puts his hand on the front of his right shoulder and kind of gives him a little wink. Okay, whatever, Firsty. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and Mick does as such and turns around. Yeah, you're all ushered out of the room and he locks the door behind and buries himself in his book again, kind of in a huff. All right, well, that first room was a bit of a dud, but I did find something in there that... Take a look at this. And Rylander pulls out one of the pieces of parchment that he stuffed in that indicates where a more helpful room could be. Yeah, it's a, you, you have a paper with, seems to be a work order that contains various schema and then uh, something indicating the large workshops. I think if we want to find anything more useful, we need to go deeper. Before we do, I think it would be wise if uh, we weren't, you know, the same group of students poking around all the time. And preferably older. Yes, so let's uh, make a switch. If we can go, like, even just into a little alcove, I will just gradually adjust everyone's seeming so that it's, you know, we're older students with that same insignia that I am now wearing. So everyone's at least a third year. Yeah, and different faces, different hair. Like, we are not the same students at all. And what about Mick? He remains a zero. So then Rolandier leads the group a ways further into the college, down a few flights of stairs... And it's at this point where you hear banging and working and grinding of stone and metal. And ahead, there's kind of an open double door archway. And past that, there's this huge open air space that is a room contained within the university's uh, construction. But the ceiling just goes all the way up to open air where billowing smoke comes out. And past this doorway, there are many students working away at forges and other places of creation. Blocking your way, however, is a larger student, you assume, as he's still wearing the same robes, and he seems to be a sturdy dumlick boy, blocking the way in. Approaching this, did like the, the parchment describe it and the specific name of this room? Yeah, just the large workshop, or one of the large workshops. All right, then leading our group towards this Demlik boy. Landier steps up first and says, How you doing? We'd like to get into the workshop. Oh, do you have a work order on the reservation? This is more of an educational visit. We have any moves to the side to point out Ciro. A young student. Uh, his family is, had just left for the day and we decided it would be good to show some of the possibilities of what awaits him. I mean, I don't think that's very smart, taking someone so young into the large workshops. Besides, if you don't have permission from uh, Master Tennell, then I can't do anything for you. Perhaps just a look through them without entering, if you wouldn't mind just stepping aside to let him look in. I mean, you can look as well as where you are. The rest of you are free to enter, granted you have a work order. But no, the little one's going to have to wait at least a few more years, you hear? Oh, I gotcha. Very well, then. Perhaps we will return some other time, the rest of us, with work orders. We do have other stuff to do. Well, what's that in your hand? Uh, well, this, uh, and he just hands it over to him. It's something I was meaning to get to later, but if it could get us in now, I don't suppose why not. And he hands him over the piece of paper. And he kind of just looks it over and he's like, No, this is for special procurements. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's why I didn't hand it to you initially. Oh, all right. Well, that, my apologies. But it's actually been a while since I've been down here. You wouldn't mind reminding me exactly which direction this is. 
Special procurements room. I'll head direct east here. Great. Thank you. And, um, you're doing great work. And he gives him a <laughs> wink and walks away. <laughs> the boy gives you a strange look and returns to his standing. I got people at every door here. Bartholomew looks at Rolandir and says, Now that must have been the weakest attempt at getting through the very basic obstacle. I don't want to tell you how to do your job here, but good sir, you might at least try to insist. Uh, I mean, it's quite clear that a workshop isn't exactly where we need to be. The artificery that, ne- that is needed to create such powerful weapons... Well, it wouldn't be a student guarding the door now, would it? Well, speak of the devil, then, as you continue east on this corridor, where it seems there's kind of a uh, bank layout, like different booths with people behind, separated by sheets of glass and metal fencing. And there is a door that leads to the back of this portion, and it's guarded by two magisters. The office, like the uh, special procurement's office, seems to be closed temporarily, however. So it's just the two magisters here. Now, you see, Barty, that's what we've been looking for. So there's just two magisters in front of the door. Yeah. That is locked? Or it is closed and appears to be locked? Or is it just, it's just closed? It's closed. Locked is probably a safe assumption. Who knows? The office is closed temporarily. All right. Then walking up to these two magisters. <laughs> here we go. Rolander shows off his uh, piece of parchment for this special... Order and he just says, I see the uh, special requisitions office is closed. You might know when it's going to reopen, do you? One of them, a Talic woman, speaks and she says, It is not my concern. Then, if you don't mind, and he's going to try to get past into the door. She stops you. I'm sorry, I wasn't sure if you were just here conversating or what, but I really must get in, and perhaps it wasn't completely closed, but anyways, I will be on my way. It is closed. You may return when the employees have returned. Until then, student, mind your manners and watch your step. Very well, Magister. And he turns back to the group and walks away a little bit. Barty, once again, with a look of absolute non-belief on his fake face, says... What was that? (laughs) All right, I have an idea now. Can any of y'all pick a lock? I could get inside the room and potentially open it from the inside. Okay, that can work. Now here's my plan. Bartholomew gestures for everyone to go down the hall so he's not having this conversation literally right in front of these two magisters. He's like, you know, let's walk with me, everyone. Upon arriving at an alcove at the end of the hall, he just turns over and says, Now I've got an idea. One thing that we can do is I can make this area appear like anything I want to in front of them. Excuse me, Barty, but I'm going to have to stop you right there. The reason why I was so abrupt talking to the magistrates was simply to get closer to the window to make sure there was room for eight of us to, any looks at Val, teleport our way in there. I assume that's something we can do now, Yes. I, um, yes, theoretically speaking. There's ample space. We simply pop behind the door. It doesn't sound like the caretakers of that room are going to be back anytime soon. Pop in, take a look around, pop out if needed. Well, Mick brought up a good point earlier. that um, there is undoubtedly protection against people teleporting inside of a, you know, secure area inside of a university very well versed in intent. No? 
Sometimes the weakest links in an otherwise heavily defended fortress are those places where they simply don't plan on getting broken into. If you expect someone to teleport into at least the front office, I doubt we could get into the vault that easily. But simply the front standing area, I doubt that would be very well protected. I will just say, um, you can't see, like, the office is closed, like, you can't see into the office, so you would be teleporting into this location by description of it alone. Why do we not incapacitate the magisters and hide the bodies? Now, now calm down there, Vermak. I've got, I've got an idea. Now, Vermak, you said you can get in. How can you do that? I would transform into a gaseous form and slip through the keyhole. Okay, then I say... You do that. I can make it so it appears that the door never opened. And we just all walk in. We would still have to distract the magisters. Okay, I can make it appear like the door was never opened and the hallway is on fire. Perhaps a little heavy-handed. Why don't I just dimension to us individually in and out? Why don't you and maybe Vamak, you two look seem like real magical folk, go in and do a look a little look around? Maybe then you can decide whether or not it's worth us all going in there. The dimension door could be really handy that way, and you don't have to spend all that time getting people in and out. But then we would have the same problem with the teleportation, under the assumption that it is protected or heavily safeguarded, even against intent. But we can try it. Vermark, do you want to try to go alone, and we'll go from there, or do you want me to dimension door in with you? There is a way. If I could get inside there, I could view the interior and try to ascertain if there are any magical barriers that could prevent magical entry. And then, if you were not opposed to it, I would be able to share these images directly from my mind to yours, and you could teleport us all in. I am not opposed to that at all. Very well. Then I will simply need a distraction. Do you need a distraction, or could you not just... Go around the corner and become uh, gas. I could become gas, but the gas is still visible. Ah, I understand. You can still see smoke. Well, I think I can provide a distraction. This is not of the hallucinatory variety as well. I mean a more verbaceous distraction. Yes, Barty, you seem quite sure of yourself in these matters. Why don't you go and give it your go? Before anybody moves, Val would like to cast Rary's telepathic bond on all of us, because I think that this will save us a lot of trouble speaking to each other later. Why doesn't the mark turn into his gaseous form and then come behind me as I go to speak to the magisters and then slip in? Could work as well. The mark, you are the one doing this. Would you rather have Barty's verbal prowess to rely upon or Brynjör's figure? Why not both? Both works. Nah, I mean, both sounds good to me. Yes, let us do that. And Vimak will head to a place where he is outside of sight from the Magisters, and he'll go ahead and activate Gaseous Form, and he'll kind of uh, slither along the ground, a faint wispy-like smoke, kind of keeping to the corners of the hallway. Bartholomew will approach the two Magisters. Brynir is doing the same. And so once he gets close enough to where you know, a conversation, or at least eye contact, would not be weird, he says... Now, if you will excuse me, uh, your magisterialness, I am uh, very interested in the fine job that you all are doing here in the university. You know, I see that it's the dedication and the, the concentration that you have is something that it moves my heart. And I know that I'm a youngin', and I know that you all are just so much more 
uh, intelligent and studious than I am. And I was just hoping that I might ask you a couple of questions where you come from there. You can see that you are, you know, among the failish. And uh, you, sir, what's the other one look like? Well, the one that is a woman is Talik. And the other one, who I haven't described yet, is a hulking Demlik man. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're both getting to talk to, and one of them looks fellish. <laughs> and you, sir, are uh, the most impressive specimen of a Demlik man that I've ever seen. Now, I'm just curious how you find yourself here in Mainstay working as magisters. It's just a thing of uh, absolute incredibility. You know, I'm a young student, and I try to learn new things constantly. You know, you always need to look out for the new career. You never know when an opportunity will show its head. So I just was hoping that I might be able to interview y'all real quick just to get your feelings about how life is there as magisters, particularly as magisters in a lugar in a place such as this. The magisters share a look, and the Demlik one says to the Talik one, I don't know about how it was when you were here, Nala, but when students like this would flap their mouths as much as this one... We'd take out the tongues and sew their lips shut. That's a lot of aggression in your heart there, sir. I think, you know, this decision to give in to that aggression really says a lot about you. And now, I don't want to offend you, sir. I don't. I don't, you know. He interrupts you by grabbing you by, like, the collar of your robes and pulling you up toward him. Uh, a f- couple inches off the ground. Maybe more so than he realizes <laughs> as... Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're much lighter than you look. <laughs> Uh-oh. I Having considerably less mass. <laughs> He's like, listen, little one, we don't have time for you here, all right? Why don't you go on your way and bury your big nose in some book, all right? And he just tosses you back down. Scram. While that was going on, the mock would be slithering through, and instead of going through the keyhole, he's going to go through, like, the crack under the door. You fit easily. He'll stay in his gaseous form, but he's going to start looking around on the inside, specifically checking for any sort of magical warding, and also seeing if the lock can simply be opened from the inside. Do an arcana check. That is a 16. There aren't any obvious signs of warding. However, the door to the office area seems to be pretty heavily locked and bolted, But there's a small stone staircase right off to your right that heads down. And there are different kind of departments listed on a small directory near the archway that may pique your interest. They seem to describe different storage rooms and such. All right. Vamak is going to take uh, vivid mental notes of pretty much everything. You know, he's trying to really get a good scene, right, so that he doesn't lose fidelity when he kind of transfers this to Val. And then he's going to slither on back outside of the door and kind of sneakily go along the corner until he is out of eyesight of the Magisters so he can transform back into his normal form. Does Brynir look like Brynir still, just like younger? Is he still Demlik? Probably because I think that Val would have done that so that his voice made sense. Then the the big Demlik Magister just kind of waves a hand at Brynir and is like, You there then, Lickling. You call this one your friend? May want to find better company soon. Friend is a uh, interesting word. More like fellow student. This actually draws a snort from the Talik woman. We'll be on our way. We were just hoping to... Well, I don't know what he was hoping. I was trying to find more information about the people. Uh, well, then go to a library if you want and make sure his head gets screwed back on straight. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we'll be on our way. 
As they're walking away, Bartholomew turns to Brynir and says, Now that may have been the most horrifically dour person I've ever spoke with. The opposite of good company. And he said that loudly. <laughs> Is it just like echoing through the stone halls? Yep. 100%. <laughs> All right. Then, <laughs> trying to hush Bartholomew as best he can, Rolander sees Vamok transforming a little bit further down and rushes to meet him. What did you see? Val, come here for a minute. Val will come here for a moment. No. What I am going to do has not been uh, field tested. So you must bear with me. And Vamok is going to place basically just his hands on the sides of Val's head. And he's going to Vulcan mind melt this, this stuff. <laughs> what spell is this? So it's going to have to be via intent because... <laughs> oh, has... you're going to explode my brain. Well, because he has an eldritch invocation called Gaze of Two Minds, which I thought would allow people to communicate, you know, and like see the same things. But it turns out that's just like actually seeing. It would be like the same thing that Vamok does with Vakos. So you um, should have done that before you went in. So I should have done that before I went in, um, now that I read what that invocation does. So instead, we're just going to go straight up intent on this one. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> A little nervous. Hence why it has never been field tested. So that's a 24 <laughs> on the D20. And that's a 25 on the D100. Flashes of memories not your own seep into Val's consciousness as you see an almost photographic presentation of just beyond the Magister-guarded door, seeing the locked and bolted office, a window, and then off to the right, this stairway leading down with the directory of different storage and archival halls. Sweet. Uh, the first field test is complete. I will be honest with you. It was better than expected. Anyway, you should now have enough to get us inside. As you can tell from the image, I did not see any obvious signs of magical warding, but I am not as adept in the subtleties of intent as one such as yourself. I would advise caution as we proceed, but what else is new? Can I retroactively arcana check Vamok's memories? <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't think so. Well, it seems to me that it would be best to enter now when the office is closed and guaranteed to be empty, no? For however long we have left, yes. Alright. Thou will cast teleport. Um, I'm aiming for the stairwell. Okay. This would be very familiar, I'll say. So let me roll a d100. Dice don't fail me now. 78. That'll cut it. Whew. As you take your group of Rolandir, Barty, Brynir, Vamok, and Mick, you disappear from the hallway of the Arcanum and reappear on target within the special procurement's office. The vastness of the Arcanum's archives and magical item storage, just a few feet below you, down a dark winding staircase that hums with a magical glow.